What time is it? Ten thirty and a beautiful morning. The morning is never beautiful, Mortimer. For lovers and poets, but never for thespians. The night is for actors. Well, stop acting for a minute and give me your undivided attention. Well, it must be serious if you drag me out of bed at ten o'clock in the morning. It is. An hour ago, I had a deputation from the stagehands. They won't be working tonight. Oh, not a strike. Not those layabouts. Call it what you will, but unless I can find two good men to move the truck on stage for the second act, we'll have to put up the notices. Close the show because of a couple of stagehands. What nonsense. Assignments Unlimited will supply you with a couple of hands. Assignments Unlimited? What's that? It's a firm specializing in offbeat jobs. We'll go and see them. Their offices are in the West End. 33 Half Moon Street. Requiem for a Rat. Looking for space to hang and dry your washing? Washline distributors have the solution. Their rotating and fold-down washlines take up the smallest spaces. Ideal for townhouses, simplexes and balconies at affordable prices. Galvanized or powder-coated and available in five different colors. For 24-hour delivery, installation, reliable and friendly service, phone Washline Distributors on 011-792-2486. That's 011-792-2486. Washlines for every space and need. For the first time, can the ANC in various provinces win. I am Peter Mulder, leader of the VF+. No party can alone the ANC win. A coalition of parties, where the VF+ is part of, can do this. If you vote for the VF+, take us to the issues that are important for you in such a coalition to draw and to fight for that. Vote for the party that does not speak, but also do. Vote for this decision. Decide VF+. Things in life are obvious and easy. If you have a business providing a good service or selling a product, you need to let people know. But how do you do that? Easy. Just tell them here on SpringbokRadio.com. Internet radio is about talking to people in their own homes. Your message becomes part of the sound they've chosen to listen to. To find out more about advertising on SpringbokRadio.com, contact Dave Dupria on Johannesburg 011-678-5176 or for outside South Africa 27116785176 or email Dave at SpringbokRadio.com. I had laboured under the misapprehension that Cannon's taste in theatre was restricted to the occasional visit to the windmill all those gloomy speakeasies in Soho. I was therefore rather surprised when I learned that he'd seen the sophisticated play Tranchant the Abbey, currently playing at His Majesty's in the Haymarket. I discovered this cultured side to the canon character when a flowery and flamboyant gentleman called at my office to recruit a couple of stagehands for the play. We were particularly busy at the time, and I was able to offer the services of only one man, to wit, canon. But he, having seen the play, knew roughly what was required and was able to recruit the second helper from among the twilight set who live on the fringe of society and the edge of the law. 
His theatrical employer didn't seem to mind, and so I decided to give Cannon his head and hope for the best. Hello, Guppy. Hello. Haven't seen you standing on this corner for a long time. Been doing a two-stretch on the moor. Mm. When'd you get out? Last week. You, uh, you doing anything special? In a matter of speaking. But you're not speaking. As a matter of fact, I'm carrying a razor for Jack Dot. Mm. How's business? Sharp. <laughs> you, uh, you want a night's work tonight? Uh, on the level. What should it? Sweet quit. Tell him what? Stagehand over at His Majesty's. I'll be with you. Backstage at 7.30 if you can get away. Hold on. As a matter of fact, things are quiet on the row. I've heard there's a lot of trouble between Billy Mills' mob and Italian Henry. So the dot mob sit on the sidelines, huh? See you there at half past seven. Four quid, did you say? Uh-uh, three. Over there. I'll do with three in. Okay, tell them at the stage door you'll be engaged by Mr. Mortimer Carstairs. And don't forget, otherwise they may not let you in. Not let me in? That's your carve up. Oh, yeah, and uh, leave your razor at home. I might want it to pick me teeth. Well, just so long as you don't pick a fight. See you, Guppy. 7.30 at the stage door. I want to see a geezer called Carstairs, Granddad. Someone want me? Oh, good evening. Who are you? The new stage here. <coughs> you? What's wrong with me? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. Cannon! Uh, coming. Yeah, what is it, Mr. Carstairs? Oh, Guppy, you made it. Good boy. Uh, this is the fellow who's going to help with the truck. Call him Guppy. Guppy? What does he do in his spare time? Well, you uh, you might say he's a sort of uh, a trimmer. Oh, seaman, eh? Well, all right. Get in the wings. I'd just like to see you move that truck on once. Okay. Come on, Guppy. Lend a hand, huh? I'll let the brake off. Yeah. 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 Runs easily. There's a stop on the stage uh, so that it can't run too far. Well, what about your friend? Guppy. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, Guppy, you're supposed to help me push it. You never said. If all stagehands were as strong as you, Mr. Cannon, we could operate on half the personnel. No, that'd be bad for the trade union council. Okay, Guppy, now push it back again. Oh, it's a jinx. It's a jinx, I tell you, Mortimer. Well, what's happened now? That nitwit of a bit player, Sammy North. Just telephoned to say he's not feeling well and can't make it tonight. At the last minute. Why didn't you ring earlier, I said to you? All him, right, all right, then... Jason. It's not a disaster. He only comes on in the first act to say one line. Any one of the spare stagehands can do it. What spare stagehands? Uh, oh, yes, I forgot. Yes, the curtain goes up in ten minutes. If you have any bright ideas, they'd better twinkle fast. Cannon. What? Mr. Cannon? Uh, yeah? Uh, look, I, I wonder if you could help us out. In the first act, a sort of butler to the abbot walks on with a tray. It's one of the men the, uh, the abbot's rehabilitated. A gross, coarse sort of man who speaks with a rough accent. Now, all he has to do is walk on with the tray, put it down, and say to the abbot, It's a cloudy day, abbot, but the birds is singing. Yes. Then he sits in a chair and goes to sleep. He stays there until the end of the first act. It's really quite easy. Well, sure, uh, if you think I look that rough. Although Jason will help you with your makeup. And with his accent. Accent? Of course, the man must be ugly and speak with a coarse accent. It sets the mood of the play. Illustrates what sort of man the abbot is trying to reclaim into society. Yeah, well, I've seen the play. But then you'll know what I mean. A goppy can lift anything back here. I never lift nothing when I'm on an honest job. No, no, no. That's, that's not what he meant, Goppy. Goppy? Yes, Goppy, you're the answer to a maiden's prayer. Are you trying to be funny, mate? No, no, of course not. Better watch it, Charlie. 
I don't owe with geezers who use lipstick. Now, take it easy, Guppy, because everybody who works on stage uses makeup. You see what I'm thinking, Mortimer? Yes, Guppy looks the part and speaks the part. In fact, he's perfect, even better than Sammy North. Look, Guppy, all you have to do is to walk on when I tell you. Jason McIver here will be sitting in that chair, see? Now, you carry him a drink on a tray. Just like a waiter in a pub. Yes, you just put it down and you say... It's a uh, clergy, J. Abbott, but the birds is singing. I heard you the first time. I got cloth ears, you know. Oh, fabulous. Then you'll do it, Gobby? What's in it? An extra two pounds. Oh, I could do with an extra three quid. Five minutes, there's just time to make him up. Come on, Gobby. Where to? My dressing room. I've got to make you up. Not on your nilly, mate. You ain't putting no powder and scent on me. Oh, can you help, Mr. Cannon? Uh, now, look, Gobby, I, uh, I wouldn't give you a wrong steer, now, would I? Nope. Well, if you go on stage, you have to be made up. You can wash it off again afterwards. There's nothing sissy about it. From out front, it looks better, that's all. It makes you look, uh... Well, it makes you look more manly. Now, be a good fellow and go with Mr. Jason McIver, huh? All right, I'll do it if you say so, Cannon. Good, Cheryl. It's all for art, Gobby. No, it ain't. It's for Cannon. I wouldn't do it for nobody else, and that's a fact. And you better watch it, mate, when we're in that dressing room. I've got my protector here. What's that? A razor. Oh, you mustn't shave, Gobby. Oh, no, no, no. You're just right as you are. Hey? Did you hear that, Cannon? This bloke's dead ignorant. You know that, mate? You're dead ignorant. Dead ignorant. Two words that might have constituted Goppy's epitaph. The play began to a packed audience, eager for the drama and slightly annoyed at a tea girl who accidentally dropped her tray full of empty cups at the beginning of the first act. A malcontent is made, not born, Sir Peter. All men are born innocent. It's environment that sows the seeds of evil. My dear Abbott, with respect for your cloth, I humbly disagree. More evil is among the rich than the poor. Not if the spirit is enriched, Sir Peter. The humblest man can store a treasure in his heart. Ah, yes, my man Grutter. It's a clergy, J. Abbott, but the birds is singing. Thank you, Grunter. Uh, Grunter's a case in point, sir. Good heavens, Abbott, the man's gone to sleep on the couch. Yes, yes, he always does. A faithful retainer, Grunter. And yet, if you'll listen to his history and background... And the audience, forgetting the untimely interruption of the tea tray, settled back to enjoy the acting skills of Mortimer Carstairs and Jason McIver as they unfolded the threads of their play with the inert figure of Goppy as their backdrop. The first act ended to tumultuous applause as the curtains closed, screening the feverish activity of the stagehands preparing the set for act two. Okay, get that furniture off. Guppy! Hey, Guppy, what's with him? Uh, he's played the part too well. He's fallen fast asleep. Come on, Guppy, wake up, fella. You're a stagehand again. Guppy, come on, your acting days are over. You've got to... Hurry, Cannon, will you? It's time for the truck. Uh, hold it. Uh, just a minute, hold everything. What do you see you doing, Cannon? Look. Good grief. Blood. He's dead. Dead, but... but, but, but how? A bullet? Right through the heart. Oh, hello, Mortimer. Did they manage to give everyone their money back without any trouble? Well, not much trouble, anyway. Have the police gone? Yes. The body? Yes, gone too. Oh. oh, it's fantastic. It just doesn't make sense. Why? He was a bad egg. It could have been anyone in the underworld. Wrong. Uh, what's that? 
I said wrong. He wasn't a bad egg. But you said yourself that he'd joined a razor gang, that he'd just come down from Dartmoor Prison. Garpy wasn't bad in that sense, and he never used a razor on anybody. That was just big talk. The girl who dropped the tea tray. Know where she can be found? Tea tray? You heard the crash in the first act before Garpy went to sleep on the couch. Oh, yes. Why do you want to know, Canon? Well, whoever fired the shot that killed Garpy did it from the back of the gallery. He timed the shot to coincide with the crash of that tray. Therefore, the girl was an accomplice. She dropped the tray, the assassin pulled the trigger, and nobody was any the wiser until the end of the first act, because Garpy was sleeping on the couch. He's right, Jason. I know, but that's just it. The murder was premeditated. So Goppy must have had an enemy you don't know about. Uh-uh. Goppy was shot by accident. What? You don't mean they were after me? No, 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 I don't. Oh. Goppy was never meant to go on stage. Nobody could have known he'd be on stage, or that he was even at the theater until he walked out there. So it couldn't have been premeditated for Goppy. Well, who then? Sammy North. The man who rang just before the show to say he couldn't make it. Sammy North? Yeah. And now you know why he couldn't make it. Somebody must have tipped him off. Sammy knew the chips were down, so he rang to say he couldn't come. We rang the changes with Guppy and sent him out there to a certain death. But we can't be blamed. We couldn't possibly have known. Now, now, take it easy, Mr. McIver. Nobody's blaming you. But I aim to find Sammy North. And when I do, he'll talk. Enjoy the best of both worlds. Only two hours drive from Johannesburg and Pretoria and half an hour by air. The magnificent Sundown Ranch Hotel and Lion Park, just 10 kilometers from the Pilansburg Game Reserve and Sun City Resort. It offers an exciting escape from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. Reasonable rates, excellent food, friendly service and comfortable air-conditioned rooms. It will ensure a memorable stay. Activities include tennis, squash, horse riding, the lion park, and much, much more. Call now to make your reservation on 014-573-1000. That's 014-573-1000. Or visit their website at www.restonations.co.za forward slash Sundown Ranch. The Sundown Ranch Hotel and Lion Park, two worlds in one. Ek is so beindruk met die Vryheidsfront Plus die afgelopen vijf jaar. Het jy achtergekom hoe op verskillende vlakke vir ons morele en christelike waardes geveg het? Wat my opgeval het is dat hulle nie skroom om die regering aan te vat oor corruptie, onbillikheid en onrechtvaardige rechtstellende aksie nie. Dit is juist die VF Plus wat suksesvol geveg het vir die stemrecht van duisende Suid-Afrikaners in die buitenland. Stem hierdie keer beslis Vryheidsfront Plus. Hulle praat nie net nie. Hulle doen ook en maak rechtig een verskil. I 
I don't want to be disrespectful about your police force, but this time a murder will wind up in the unsolved file if I don't do something about it. Well, how can you be so sure? Because Garfi had a record. I know he was shot by accident, but the cops won't figure that way. Garfi was mixed up with Jack Dutt, and that's some tough boy. He boasted that he was carrying a razor for the gang. Now, that's hooey, but the cops won't figure it like that. They'll say he was gunned down by a rival gang, assassin or assassins unknown. Who cares anyway what happens to a bum with a record? If you're convinced, then there's... Well, there's nothing I can say, is there? What will you do? Well, I'll mosey around and see what I can find out. Millie's joint in Soho to start with. Well, what about this man, Sammy North? I found his digs. The landlady said he wasn't in and she didn't know when to expect him. Said I might find him at the theater. But I thought he rang to say he was sick. Yeah, he was sick, all right. With fear. But he wasn't bedridden. And that proves my theory anyway. I checked on the doll who dropped that train. She left with her bag packed this morning and left no forwarding address. So you're up against a brick wall before you start? Not quite. When I sounded Goppy out on this job, he said something. He said there was bad feeling between Billy Mills' mob and Italian Henry. Now, the latter gentleman uses Millie's place in Soho. It's just a hunch and nothing, but it's worth a try. What's this, a gun? I have a feeling, Cameron, that these gentlemen don't fight with powder puffs. Okay. Well, what's the other gun for? Me? You? I've never met anyone with a name like Italian Henry. He sounds like a, well, a very colorful chap. Hey, now, wait a minute, Chief. This is my fight. Mine, too? For a brief few hours, Goffy was on the payroll of Assignments Unlimited. I'm as anxious as you are to avenge his death. But, Chief, you don't... And I can be every bit as stubborn as you can, Cannon, so you might as well save your breath. Okay, Chief. That's the way you want it. Come on, let's go slumming. Slumming, did you say, Cameron? Well, this place looks rather high class. Yeah, especially the check. You know, Chief, that's, uh, that's Italian Henry on the dance floor with the broad and green. And we sit here until he's finished his dance and then call him over. Well, how do you know where he'll sit? Because he always takes this next table in the corner. In his profession, it's safer to sit with your back to the wall and with a clear view of the door. And Millie always vets the customers who sit at this table. But she obviously knows you well. Obviously. Um, now, you see that guy against the bar with the tin ears and knife scar? Well, that's Italian Henry's hatchet man. The suit comes from Savile Row, and the bad fit is on account of what he carries under his armpit. Expensive tailors won't fit on a suit for a guy carrying artillery. It's a world of its own. The underworld. And some of these jerks are on speaking terms with the aristocracy. Yeah, break for the band and a break for me. I hope. Here he comes. Now, don't worry about him. His manners are perfect. He'd slit your throat for a fiver, but he'd say he was sorry he was doing it. You dance divinely, carissima. Such a talent should be rewarded with champagne. The real stuff, huh? Not for you, the cheap cider and the soda water. Uh, hi, uh, Italian. Who's that? Cannon. Remember me? I, uh, I pulled you out of that car in the Kingston Bypass when you had that, uh, accident. Cannon, yes, of course, I remember. Did I? Thank you for that. Profusely. Um, can I talk to you for a minute? As you see, I am otherwise engaged. But for an old friend, I can always spare a few moments, huh? Stay at the table, Gary. I shall just be a moment. I don't think I've had the pleasure of... Oh, uh, this, this is Mr. Mason, Aubrey Mason, my boss. Aye? How do you do, sir? I do all right. So, what is it, Cannon? A man was shot dead tonight in His Majesty's Theater. That's right. I know. No. But the audience wasn't told, and nobody will know until the morning papers are out. Except the people who make the morning papers, huh? Oh, I see. 
I have plans everywhere, Mr. Cannon. <laughs> Even on the Kingston bypass. Uh, tell me, have you got a, a friend who told you who did it? Uh, possibly. You, uh, you care to let me in on a secret? Now look, Mr. Cannon. There are things that are maybe left better alone, huh, Capito? I didn't kill him. None of my boys killed him. But that was just a coincidence. I had one of the boys waiting outside the theater for the end of the performance. I had the boys on the lookout at the railway stations. I wanted to kill him, Mr. Cannon. <laughs> but somebody did it for me. So I called the boys back and we celebrated Millie's, huh? Somebody did my dirty work for me. I don't know who. But if it was a you, I'll buy you a bottle of champagne, no, huh? No, 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 it wasn't me. All right. Then there's no more to say, is there, Mr. Cannon? Uh, Italian... Do you know the name of the guy who got shot? <laughs> Good night, Mr. Cannon. Good night. Why did you ask him that? Well, maybe he doesn't know it was the wrong guy. But he said his informant was a member of the press. Look, the police don't always release the name before identification. He has informers everywhere. If it was Goffy was after, he may have had him followed to the theater. Nobody could have known it was Goffy on stage. Of that, I'm certain. Mr. Cannon! Ah, I'm glad I found you here. Oh, Mr. Mason. Hello, Mr. Carter. I didn't expect to find you here. Oh, I'm a frequent visitor. Nightclubs fascinate me. Do I do sit down? Oh, thanks. I traced you through your switchboard, girl. Oh, most intelligent girl. She gave me a list of places you might be at, and this was the first one. All right, shoot. What's new? Well, after you'd gone, I made a few inquiries among the cast. They'd gone to the captain's cabin for a snifter. <laughs> Can't say I blame them. I was a bit shaken myself. Anyway, I found out something that may be important, so I thought I'd try and trace you and tell you. All right, I'm all ears. That girl who dropped the train. Her name is Betty Fuller, and she's Sammy Nord's girlfriend. Oh, uh, it isn't important? Carstairs, old boy, it's more than important, it's vital. Why, Cannon? Before I answer that, I want a word with Billy Mills, the rival gang leader. Well, why Billy Mills? Because Italian Henry won't talk anymore. He's got impeccable manners, but uh, a very short temper. Is he here, this uh, Billy Mills? Mm -mm, you won't find one of his mob within a mile of here. There's a gang war in progress. You'll be on the other side of town at Tubby Dino's. You better go home, Mr. Garcia. Oh, not on your life. I've got the bit between the teeth. For one night I work in the theater, and now everybody wants to be on the act. Okay, but it's on your own head. Dino's, eh? That's a nice restaurant. You know, these boys don't play for chicken feed. Well, sit down, fellas. That's, uh, that's Billy in the corner. I'll, uh, I'll go over and talk to him. Hi, Billy. The name's Cannon. I, uh, I wanted some information on a guy called Sammy North. Beat it. It's, uh, it's important, Billy. I gotta know. Beat it. Okay. Well? He, uh, he wouldn't commit himself. Well, what do we do now? There's nothing we can do, is there? I can't make him talk, so Sammy North gets clear away. You're looking for Sammy North, mate. Hmm? Yeah. You know where I can find him? <laughs> Try the mortuary. I've heard they're uh, keeping him on ice. <laughs> I got news for you, my friend. Sammy North is very much alive. Now, don't argue with me, boy. It ain't healthy. You, um, one of the mills, mom? Don't get insulting, neither. That's all right. I only asked a civil question. Look, when you talk to Jack Dot, you make it very civil. Did, uh, did you say Jack Dot? That's right, boy. And when I say Sammy North's in a drawer in the morgue, that's where he is. Oh, this is my lucky day. What's with you? 
Jack, um, did you know a guy called Guppy? Yeah, but why the past tense? Because it's Guppy who's in that drawer. What are you, a comedian? It wasn't Sammy North who was killed in the theater tonight. It was Guppy. He was shot by accident. Well, maybe not by accident either. But it was Guppy who copped it, not Sammy. Yeah, tell me more, friend. Before I do, this is uh, Mortimer Carstairs who plays Sir Peter in the play. I was working backstage. Guppy was helping me. He was a friend of mine. Guppy? Does Billy Mills know about this? No, he wouldn't speak to me. So I noticed. Well, what do you want to know, boy? Anything you can tell me about Sammy North? Uh, he runs a sneak racket for Billy. Got a boat down at Anglesey. He was supposed to bring in a load of snow, but he doubled Italian Henry. Now there's a gang war, and Italian Henry says he, he had him knocked up. Anglesey. Now, if he caught a late train, we might just beat him to it by car. Why are you so interested in Sammy North? Look, you don't know it, Jack, but this guy not only double-crossed Italian Henry, but he's doing the same to Billy Mills. And, boy, is that guy going to be sore when he finds out. Hadn't you better tell Billy? I told you. That guy just won't listen. Yeah. Well, good luck, boy. Goppy was a friend of mine, too. Thanks, Jack. Okay, fellas, come on, let's drive. Well, that must be the boat against the pier. You see anybody? Another sign of light. Well, then we must have beaten them to it. Well, should we wait on board? Mm-mm, better not. He can only get to the boat along this pier. If we wait for him here, we can nab him when he tries to go aboard. We expect he'll have a girl with him. Look, Cannon, coming down the cliff path. Hmm? Is that North? That's him. And Betty Fuller, the waitress. Uh-uh, the murderers. We'll keep down. Keep down because we don't want them to see us. I'd stay that way, boys. What the devil... Stay you... very quiet. Sammy North goes aboard, all right? He's got a gun, and I can use it, too. Now, be quiet. Now, look, you'll be sorry for this, Jack. You don't understand. I understand. Very good, boy. Just stay where you are. You'll be to get clear away. <laughs> He'll get something, all right. But why are you helping him? Helping him, boy? <laughs> well, what a caper. His boat blew up. I got a faster car than you, boy. Not only that, Sammy North was a rat. And like I said, Goppy was a very good friend of mine. Sammy North's acting was only a front to cover his smuggling activities. He knew that Italian Henry was out to kill him and that all the railway stations were being watched to prevent him making a getaway. So he telephoned at the last minute to say he couldn't get away to the theatre, knowing that Carstairs would use one of the stage hands to fill in. It was Sammy who shot and killed Goppy. He'd have killed anyone who stood in, reasoning that Italian Henry would call off the mob, thinking the man who'd been killed was Sammy himself. This was precisely what happened. And he'd have got away with it, had it not been for Cannon's chance meeting with Jack Dot. 